Now, members of parliament have voted for the removal of two judges in South Africa. That's John Shope and Gola Mutata. Shope was found guilty of misconduct uh, for allegedly trying to influence the constitutional courts in a matter involving uh, former President Jacob Zuma. He continues to contest the findings in an ongoing legal proceeding. Meanwhile, Mutata, initially convicted of drunken driving in 2007 and later found guilty of misconduct, is facing renewed scrutiny after the Supreme Court of Appeal overturned a prior decision ordering the Judicial Service Commission to recommend his removal. We unpack these proceedings in greater detail now with legal writer for Business Day, Torek Musa. Torek, it's always a pleasure and a good afternoon to you. Afternoon, afternoon to the viewers. All right, this has never happened before uh, in South Africa. Uh, let's talk about uh, what uh, transpired here. Um, yeah, so the most important aspect of this is that uh, it's the first time that a, a portfolio committee, the Portfolio Committee for Parliament, has ever recommended um, the removal of, uh, two, of not only one judge, but two judges. Uh, both of these matters, as you articulated in the beginning, have been around uh, since the late 2000s, uh, 2008, 2007, when the complaints were first came around to the, to the JSE. Um, in both cases, there was issues regarding um, the, the findings of the JSC. So, for example, with Mutata, uh, the JSC did find him guilty of misconduct, but not gross misconduct. The importance of that distinction is that with misconduct finding, uh, that just usually requires a, f a payment of a fine, and Mutata had to pay 1.1, uh, I think 1.1 million for that. Uh, but that was the end of the matter. Um, then, then that was, matter was challenged by Freedom Under Law, and that's what how it ended up at the Supreme Court of Appeal, which this year in June overturned that misconduct finding uh, and ordered the JSC to immediately send this to the Portfolio Committee for recommendation. And of course, the uh, Schlope one has been around for equally as long. What's interesting here is Judge Motato is actually retired, uh, but we see him being ousted. Just explain to us how this one works, Torek. So retired judges, the, the notion of a retired judge only has to do with whether or not that person is sitting on the bench. Everything else in terms of the judicial ethics, the, the JSC's control over them remains in place. And the reason for that is that judges have a lifetime remuneration, they have lifetime benefits. So the swings and roundabouts, of course, is that if you're still going to be benefiting from those uh, aspects of being a judge, you're still beholden to the code of ethics as being a judge as well. So retired only has to do with whether or not they're sitting on the bench. Everything else still applies. Torek, I'm keen to also get your thoughts here on the balance uh, between politics uh, here and, I guess, uh, the independence that must come uh, to play when we're speaking about the judiciary. And so when we're seeing uh, members of the Justice Portfolio uh, Committee really making some commentary around the specific remo uh, removals, uh, is there political... Um, I don't want to use the word interference, but, you know, is there a political play there? Or are we certain that the, the procedure, the processes, the systems that are in place are all fair and independent and don't have that kind of influence? So what it took to get to the portfolio committee meeting uh, yesterday was a very long process involving primarily the findings and the processes in the JSC. Now, if one remembers the JSC is itself comprised of uh, members of the judiciary. It's made up of members uh, of, of parliament as well. It's a, it's a very broad mix of so many, many voices participate. So it's not only politicians. Importantly, it's the, it's the judiciary itself saying that we do not want these judges as part of our um, 
as part of our, our, our members anymore. So that's that's the important first step. So it's not as though the complaint went straight to Parliament. It went through a lot of processes. And the first process was the judges, the judiciary itself, making this finding. So it's only once it's gone through that, and also importantly, um, Mutata and Schlope both had legal representation and were able to make submissions for years in, in these matters. So it's not as though it's, it's a unilateral decision. It's been fought and discussed in debate. But very importantly, the outcome arose as a result of the judiciary itself saying these are no longer people that, that are fit and proper to wear the robes. And perhaps uh, an interesting uh, turn of events with this committee specifically is the entrance of a former uh, public protector as a member of parliament here. I'm keen to get uh, the mm. thoughts on that. Uh, you know, it's democracy, democracy at work, I guess, uh, Torik, that a move like that is possible. Mm. Uh, so it is obviously very interesting because, of course, uh, the former public protector, Susan Kobana, was literally almost just ousted herself from the, as a result of the 194 inquiry and then the vote in, in, in Parliament, national, the, the National Assembly itself. It's actually a very similar process to what we will now see with Hutata and, and, uh, and Schlaube. Also, uh, the same number of votes also having to go through a, a whole sort of inquiry, etc., and then now coming to the floor of the National Assembly. Um, what's interesting is that Inkubana was the only dissenting voice in the vote uh, yesterday. All the other members of the Portfolio Committee were in favour of the removal of both judges, but Inkubana was the only one uh, that dissented. But obviously the majority prevailed and those matters are now going to the National Assembly. Well, all we can do is sit back and wait. Tori, thank you for taking us through this very interesting uh, development. That was legal writer for Business Day, Tori Musam. Mm-hmm.